Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Dreams are essential. As needful as vitamin C. As important as the air we breathe and the water we drink. We need our dreams. Our dreams are those aspirations that call us to a higher plane. To borrow a phrase coined by Lincoln, they are the angels of our better nature. Dreams are what propel us to places we would never go by ourselves. Some dreams are divine, sourced in none other than God. Some dreams are just human in origin. The difficulty sometimes is knowing which is and which is not of God. Generally, if they draw us into God's world, beyond our comfort zone, into leaning and trusting on Him, and they bring glory to God, then they are born of God. Yongi Cho, pastor of the largest church in the world in Korea, once said, Tell me your dreams, and I will prophesy your future. How true. Today's dreams become tomorrow's reality. You say, get real, pastor. I am. I'm about to get very, very real. Because if reality can shatter a dream, then a dream can shatter reality. On this daily devotion, we are igniting our faith, our passion, our commitment to see dreams come true. We're seeing the awesome power of hope this week on Daily Devotion. If you forget anything I say today, do not forget this one statement. Any dream worth having will die and can be born again. This is my role and this is my purpose here today is to get some dreams that seem to have perished back on top shelf again, alive in your heart and in your mind. Let's go to the word of God. The Bible is filled with dreamers. In the Old Testament, you have the likes of Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, Solomon, Daniel. In the New Testament, we have another man named Joseph who had a dream. Pilate's wife had a dream. And what one writer called dreamers by day, those people who see visions, Zacharias, Cornelius, Peter, Paul, John, because they had the same name, I'm going to camp out on the two men named Joseph one in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament. And we will see the power of dreams being born again. Joseph was the son of Jacob in the Old Testament. He was a dreamer. He is often called the Jesus of the Old Testament. He had great dreams of becoming an ascendant star of his family and the provider of blessings to the same that the sheaves of wheat would bow before him. But his dream only went so far, his knowledge only so far. He saw the gain, but not the pain. He saw the blessings and not the blastings. Yet it was the dream that kept Joseph going. As John Wooden said, don't give up on your dreams or your dreams will give up on you. Then there's the Joseph, son of Jacob in the New Testament. Yes, both Josephs had fathers with the same name of Jacob, a dreamer in himself. Dreams begat dreams that begat dreams. But this Joseph in the New Testament was told to follow through with his marriage to his fiancee, Mary. 
because that within her was born of the Holy Spirit. God would speak to Joseph on a couple of more occasions through dreams. But I notice a similarity in these two men, this Joseph of the Old and Joseph of the New Testament. Both, of course, were named Joseph. Both had fathers named Jacob. Both dreamed. And their dreams seemed to have come to an abrupt end. The Joseph of the Old Testament is sold into slavery, lied on, deposited deep in a dungeon. Figuratively, a rest in peace sign is hung over his dream. The Joseph of the New Testament becomes a refugee, and his dream, the Messiah, is literally killed at Calvary. Stephen Covey said that all things are created twice. There is a mental creation, then a physical creation. The physical creation always follows the mental creation, just as a building follows a blueprint. I like that. All things are created twice. The initial dream and then the fulfillment of the dream. But can I also add that dreams are not only created twice, they will usually die at least once. And at least one time they will need to be born again or resurrected. In a sense, a divine dream follows the gospel pattern. It will die, it will be buried, and then it will be resurrected. This is why hope is so important. We've talked about that. It's hope that not only keeps a dream alive, but resurrects it after it has died. Do you remember how the story begins in that beloved book by Bruce Wilkinson called The Dream Giver? He wrote, not long ago and not very far away, a nobody named Ordinary lived in the land of familiar. That should get you reading a book, don't you think? A dream came to this young man named Nobody. It was emblemized by a feather. He asked his father about it and discovered when his father was his age, he too received a dream and likewise a feather as well. But he didn't follow that dream, and he said over the years, the feather turned to dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It just seems that dreams don't have just expiration dates. They actually fade away and pass into oblivion on us if we're not careful. And the greatest sin no one ever talks about is we give up on our dreams. The Bible would call that despair or hopelessness. I came across a story that I shared not long ago, a true story of a small group that meets regularly in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. It's called the Quitters Club. It's made up of people who want to give up on their dreams. Some wanted to be musicians, other filmmakers, actresses, and so forth. So they decided to meet and help each other stomp out the brush fire of their old dreams. But when one of them would say, I need help giving up my dream of becoming this or that, inevitably, the others in this quitters club would start saying, oh, don't quit, don't stop. Someone said life is like wrestling a gorilla. You don't quit when you get tired. You only quit when the gorilla gets tired. Exit the quitters club. Stop paying the dues. Quitting is never an option. Even when it seems that all hope is gone. Hope on, because a dream can be resurrected. It can be born again. Every divine dream will be brought low. It will be laid like Isaac on an altar. And what seems like the end of the dream 
is actually only a temporary stage that every dream must go through. A dream must fall into the ground and die before it can take root, grow, and then multiply. And that's when you and I need to fight, not erect a marker to the deceased dream, but let our tears water the seeds for its resurrection. We need to fight. We need to stand like Abraham fighting back the vultures of the night, like Rispa clinging to the slimmest of hopes for her children. It's Job shouting, even though everything is dying all around me, I know that my Redeemer lives. It's Rachel's voice in Ramah, sowing in tears and anticipating reaping in joy. It's David saying, I don't understand. I don't know why. But after I was anointed, after my eyes were opened, after I heard the dream of what God was to do in my life, I endured a great affliction. It's like Paul saying, I had a dream on a Damascus road. I heard a Macedonian call later, but the stoning, the perils in the deep, the punishment, the affliction, later Paul would call all of that a light affliction that is working for an eternal weight of glory. There is a dream thief out there. He will steal the dream if he can, but the dream assassin is the one who would kill the dream if he could. Back to Bruce Wilkinson, allegorical tale, The Dream Giver. The young man followed his dream, and when the last battle was fought, he dipped the feather in ink and wrote his father, I discovered that every nobody has a dream, and it's never too late to pursue it. And his father followed and achieved his divine dream too. Another story, and then a word that I would like to share with you. It's in The Man of La Mancha the Broadway musical based on Cervantes' work of Don Quixote, that the idealistic knight meets a fallen woman named Aldonza Lorenzo. In his mind, he transformed her into the lady for whom he will serve as knight and do his marvelous exploits. He says to her that she is no longer Aldonza Lorenzo, but Dulcinea are my sweetness. And to her he sings to dream the impossible dream. Aldonza recalls at such a depiction. She tells the foolish knight, don't call me a lady. I was born in a ditch and I was abandoned by my mother. Look at me. I'm no lady. I'm a woman that men easily forget. Don't call me Dulcinea. I am only Aldonza. I am nothing at all. But the man of La Mancha will have none of it. He defends the honor of his newfound lady, in her name, he performs all of his exploits. And in the last act of the play, he is dying. He's been condemned as a crazy person and an outcast. But to the errant knight's deathbed comes a lady. She's dressed in fine clothes, rich embroideries, with a mantilla of lace over her head and shoulders. She appears otherworldly, almost angelic. And quietly, she prays for this man of La Mancha. He opens his eyes and asks, who are you? The woman once named Aldonza responds, my name, my name is Dulcinea, to dream the impossible dream. The greater the dreams, the greater the likelihood that they will be sent to the graveyard. The dream killer has been visiting a lot of our homes lately, and perhaps you've been tempted to just give up. Don't give up on the dream that God has placed in your hearts. 
for your kids who are far away from God. Those prodigals are coming home. For your marriage, for your career, for your callings in life, for your ministry, for your church. The enemy knows he can't tempt you with what is successful with others. So he tempts you to abandon your dreams, to walk away from the promises and the prophecies that have been made over you. Don't do that. It may seem like it's dead and gone. It may seem like the dream is over, but it can be resurrected. God can breathe life back into that dream. You can use the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart to speak life into that dream. The Lord has a dream over your life. He has a promise given to each and every one of us. He knows our ends from our beginning, and he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He who has begun a good work in you will finish it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a dream that you've grasped. There is something that you cherish. There is something in your life that you say, this is who I want to be. This is who I am meant to become. This is what I am meant to achieve. Don't you dare give up on that because God is breathing life into old dreams. I love that verse of scripture. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. What was spoken over you in faith? What you feel is the deep and cherished desire and longing of your heart. It's not there by accident. It may seem dormant, but it only sleeps. It's not dead. Let Jesus bring it back to life again. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.